Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts as we join you here on this Monday. Great to have you with us as we work our way through the month of uh, October. It is uh, Columbus Day, by the way. It's a federal holiday. No mail today. Can't go to the bank, huh? Can't go to the bank. Well, you can get money out, I guess, if you go to the machine. Okay. It'll let you do that. But, right. uh, but yeah, it is, it is a holiday today, and uh, we're here, though, and working, and glad to have you with us on our Monday morning quarterback show Man, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Illinois football with a loss to Wisconsin on Saturday. Big Ten has five teams in the top ten, and four of them, I think, from the Eastern Division of the Big Ten Conference. Yeah, and they still got to beat Ohio State, even though they, <laughs> even though Ohio State's got a loss. You can just see all those teams looking at Ohio. They still got to beat Ohio State to win the Big Ten. That's right. Michigan's up there. Michigan State, a uh, big surprise, maybe to a lot of people. So we'll talk about that. Iowa, the number two team in the country now in uh, the polls behind Georgia. And the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes with a big win over Penn State over the weekend. So um, got some interesting numbers on uh, the teams that normally are at the top or who have been number one in the last decade. How many times they've been number one. And Georgia's now number one for the first time since, I think, the Herschel Walker years back in 1982. They've been really good in recent years. Mm-hmm. They're just not quite as good as Alabama. Or Clemson or Ohio State. Well, that's right. I just been in the yeah. conference. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get out of that conference. It is, very much so. So we'll take your thoughts. Uh, the Illini game, of course. Uh, the Illini just couldn't put anything together offensively in a loss. Uh, less than 100 yards of offense. First time that had happened in a game since 1977. So uh, certainly a lot of disappointment. A week off, though, now between games. So... The Illini do not have a game this week. They will be at Penn State in two weeks. And on that same Saturday, we'll have football and basketball as uh, the Illini basketball team had an open practice on Saturday. I know you were doing the show on Saturday with Steve, so I don't know. Yeah, I missed it. I, I'm getting a lot of reports. Everybody tells me how great we are. I mean, just one after another, oh, we're really good, really, really, really good. You know, like we're better than last. Let's see, last year we were the number two ranked team going into the tournament, but this team is better. Okay. And maybe it is. But, you know, that's a long way to go. We'll find out. And you don't we'll suppose we beat Missouri this year, do you? It'll be nice. Well, yeah, that would be something. I mean, <laughs> Didn't happen last year in Columbia. Hasn't happened for a few years now. No, it's three in a row they yeah. won. So we'll talk about uh, the basketball. We'll talk about football, volleyball over the weekend. Uh, lost a matchup at Wisconsin. They've got a home match with Iowa coming up Wednesday. Soccer season moving along, of course. And the football season uh, at the, all kinds of levels. Major League Baseball last night. We had a wild play in Boston. That was a ground rule double, correct? It's a ground yeah. rule double. Yeah. It's a bad rule. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they need to th- rethink that rule. When that ball bounces off a player, that give them an extra, at least one extra base. Yeah. I mean, the guy is rounding third base, for goodness sake, and they have to, and they have to send him back. He would have scored without a doubt. I so, mean... 
It was the right rule, but mm. is it a, a, an appropriate rule? Rule that maybe should be changed. I don't what know. What do you think? Should you get another base? I don't know. I, isn't there a rule, though, if you get to a certain point, it's the umpire's discretion well, as to whether you would have scored? If, isn't if you're going to use any kind of discretion, you yeah. give the guy home because he would have scored without any doubt. He's running on a 3-2 pitch, Brian. Right. He's already at the second base when the ball hits the wall, practically. You know, I mean, he's, I he was almost around third when the ball went over. The only way that that ball, the only way that they could have kept that runner from scoring would be after it hit the wall, if the outfielder caught it on the first bounce and returned it. Once it, once he, once it bounces off his hip, it doesn't matter where it goes. It bounced right off his hip, back over the wall. But if it bounces anywhere else, the run scores easily. It might have been a triple, by the way. Mm hmm. Well, so we got that game to talk about. Red yeah. Sox and Rays, they went several extra innings. And this year they're in the playoffs. They're not doing that putting a runner at second thing that no, they no. did during the regular year. So you got to win it straight. And then the White Sox were down 5-1, to one, and you're thinking, rut row. And boy, did they storm back. Yeah, so, and the, the amazing thing about the most amazing thing about that game, for four innings, everybody hit on both sides. No pitcher was effective. Everybody hit. And you know, in the last five innings, the White Sox didn't give up a hit. Struck out nine with various pitchers. They even brought in Kimbrel, and he got an out. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kimbrel been struggling a little bit with the White Sox. You think? Yeah, and uh, I see you got a five point something ERA since yeah. he came over from the Cubs. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Somebody was joking that the Cubs won the Kimbrel trade. Yeah, you they know, sure did. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they've got a closer on their own, of course, and he finished it out. In a win, so we got four baseball games today, Major League Baseball playoff games. We'll talk about some of that and the White Sox and uh, other things with uh, Jason Benetti, who's from ESPN. He does the White Sox games on NBC Sports in Chicago. Uh, he was doing a college football game the other night at Arizona State. He did the Bulls game last night in Cleveland. And so he's everywhere, and he saw Io DeSumo hit a couple of buckets late to beat Cleveland in an exhibition game. It's yep. preseason, but yep. still... It's good to see Io do that. So we have plenty to talk about. We'll get it started with Lauren Tate, Jason Benetti at 935, and your phone calls, emails, and texts throughout the morning up until 11 o'clock. And, of course, the Bears won as well. We'll get into that as they got a win. The Packers and the Bengals, uh, boy, field goals left and right. Finally got one to go through. Five straight misses late. <laughs> Five straight field goal misses. Crosby missed three of them, and then he finally made one to win the game for the Packers. Unbelievable. Yeah. So the NFL, was it's a wild weekend there, wild weekend in college football, lots of upsets. We'll talk about it next on a Monday Morning Quarterback Show. On a penny for your thoughts, a Monday Morning Quarterback Show here today. Glad you're with us at 915-217-356-9397. Text line, Castle Heating and Cooling presents that, 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. National Cybersecurity Awareness Month is in October. Busey empowers you to take an active role in protecting your privacy. 17.6 million Americans are victims of identity theft each year. And two-thirds of identity theft victims report a direct financial loss as a result. There's social engineering out there, phishing, uh, there's hacking, data breach. When an organization, a retailer, a restaurant, for example, gets hacked, Criminals may use stolen information for identity fraud. How do you protect your finances? Well, password protect your devices. Use unique, complicated passwords for online accounts. Never log into financial accounts or shop online using public Wi-Fi. Review your credit report annually and bank accounts on a regular basis. And 
antivirus software certainly available as well. Check out their blog, Money Matters, Busey.com, to stay informed on all of these type matters. Illinois loses to Wisconsin 24-0. As we know, Wisconsin got 30 first downs to Illinois' 9. The numbers aren't good. The rushing was 391-26. to The net yards passing, Wisconsin 100 yards passing, Illinois 67. Total offense 491-93. to And I likened it to trying to start a fire in a pouring rain the other day. We just never got anything going at all. Wisconsin rushed for 25 first downs. Illinois rushed for one. This is a team that had had pretty good running game the last several weeks, you know, obviously, against lesser uh, competition. I thought I, uh, that Wisconsin was clearly better than Illinois going in. I didn't know that they were that much better, and I'm not sure if I understand all of it. I mean, I can't you you can't. That, we we've got some real veteran people in those in in the line for Illinois offensively and defensively. Now we're playing some younger guys defensively, but offensively, I don't I don't get it. I mean, they just went around us like we weren't there. And then we tried to throw early to get you know to to offset what you, we thought was going to be hard to run and yeah, he, he and, couldn't. And but didn't Peters didn't have Peters, a whole lot of time. Peters was hurt and then he was out of the game, but. Did, do you suppose we've ever thrown 14 consecutive incompletions in history? Yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine maybe sometime we might have, but I just can't imagine it. 14 consecutive incomplete passes. in the and, and, and that was at the end of the third quarter. We finally completed a pass. Hmm. I mean, that's... They got a few first downs on pass interference. But, but I don't blame the quarterback. I mean, there were some bad passes, but I will tell you... I, they, they were, uh, Peters especially was running for cover, and so was Sitkowski when he came in. I mean, they just didn't protect him at all. Martin O'Donnell was talking during the game about uh, Wisconsin running uh, on offense and running counters, mm-hmm. and they were just doing counters over and over again. And well, Brett Bielema, yeah, and Brett Bielema Peyton, say at, that at halftime they ran it like twenty-two times or something. Yeah. He said, "Yeah," and uh, we never quite stopped that either. But the defense was just on the field way too long. Time of possession was, <laughs> what, 42 to 17. It's their job to stop them and get off yeah, the field. You know, right. they couldn't do it. Yeah. And it, it wasn't that Wisconsin had great. Here, here's the most amazing stat. Illinois had no fumbles and no penalties. No fumbles. No, they, they played a perfect game, right? They got right? two turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no turnovers. Yeah. And here's uh, we get an interception. We get a fumble recovery. They had nine penalties. They had some major penalties. I mean, they did everything wrong and just still dominated. It reminded me of the Chicago Bears back in the 1940s where they'd, have, they'd lead the league in penalties, but they were so dominant they just kicked everybody around, you know? Well, so Wisconsin gets the win. Let's uh, talk about it. We'll talk with Jason Benetti here in a little bit about the playoffs and uh, college football, too. Uh, let's go to Allen. Good morning, Allen. morning, guys. Uh, start off with the Green Bay game. That was driving me nuts yesterday. I mean, we had so many opportunities win it and we're not even talking about the field goals if Crosby hadn't missed the extra point mm-hmm. in the first quarter the game would have been over it would have been a moot point but he missed that too and that just set everything up for what happened and well let, let me just let me just say this about that you you say that because somebody missed an extra point that changes the whole game right there the game would never be yes, the same again uh, after that one play I mean, you can't say that all the plays that followed would have followed because if he'd have made the field goal, uh, the extra point, it might have changed something along the way. You know. Well, yeah, but I mean, if that extra point is made, uh, if the extra point is made, it's one point at that time. 
It doesn't mean that 30 minutes later it affects something. You know, if he'd have made it, it might, it might have changed the whole way the game was played. I don't, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, but you had that feeling that it would, though, Lauren. I mean, I did at the time, and it, and it did. And we were just lucky to win the game. Okay, the Saturday game, I was at the game. I have never seen quarterbacks and wide receivers that were not on the same page. They looked like they never practiced together before. I mean, even the passes they got off were way off. Yep. And the receivers weren't even where they're supposed to be. Uh, we probably got the worst passing attack on the power five. I think so. I think that's fair. It's got to be the worst. I don't know how. Well, we're, last check, it was about 119 out of 130. So. But well, okay. That was but, before but, Saturday. Yeah, but there are some teams that, like Army, Wisconsin plays they, Army they, next. They, right. they don't throw it much. So. Right. Mm-hmm. One more question uh, about basketball. You, you and Steve brought this up, Lauren. There was a good player that transferred to Kentucky. Who was that? What? What now? You said, there was a good player from Iowa that transferred to Kentucky, I think Frederick? Frederick? Oh, he did. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I was a little surprised that I was uh, ranked lower in the middle of the pack than they were. I thought they'd be one of the better teams. You well, thought that Iowa would be one of the better teams this year? Yeah, I thought they would be because they got Wieskamp, and I think he's one of the best Wieskamp's players. Wieskamp's gone. Really yeah, we, we, yeah, Wieskamp's gone. Wieskamp's gone. Garza's uh, yeah. gone. Garza's gone. Frederick's gone. Yep. And the and the, oh, what's the, what's the name of that. the forward that's gone? Also, uh, Brian, the 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 um, six man, the guy came, the big guy, six six nine guy came off the bench. Yeah, I'm blanking right now. Not Murray. What? Uh, Murray still with him? I can't remember the name. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. But they've lost a lot. Murray's still with them. We'll have to check. I, year they had it. Yeah. Still with them? I don't know. That's what we're trying to check. Wow. I, that, yeah. Wieskamp. Did Wieskamp go pro? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's been all playing right, in the no, NBA. Yep. Okay. That's all I got, guys. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, 922 at uh, DWS on the Monday Morning uh, Quarterback Show here. 217 356 Nine three nine seven. George of the new number one in the AP College Football Poll. Top spot for them. First time since 1982. They had a lopsided win over Auburn. Alabama lost at Texas A&M. And they were going crazy at Kyle Field in College Station. There were a lot of wonderful celebrations, weren't there? Oh, man. The, the, the Iowa and the Texas A&M celebrations. The, the, the entire field was filled with people. <laughs> no social distancing there no the on the field. All right, uh, Al is with us. Hi, Al. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Uh, just a couple comments on the game. That was, uh, yeah, I was there as well. It was a uh, mauling. Um, I think Tony Peterson starts to need to take a little bit of uh, flack here. His play calling has, even from the first game on, has been really bad. And uh, I listened to Collins here after the game, and every caller said the same thing, I thought. This guy needs to take a little heat because this this reminds me of Gary Moeller days, and it's no creativity. I mean, we should be better than that. But defensively, uh, I love the way it was. They have probably the best defense corner in the country, and in my opinion, Jim Leonard. They play downhill and they attack, and then they attack you some more. 
And there's a reason why Peters are running for his life, because they're bringing five, six, seven guys almost every play. No. And no, they weren't. They weren't. Oh, yes, I, they I went, are. You watch them. I all. went back and looked at it. They, 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 I, I saw them bring four, and they got in there with four. I mean, I, yeah, I, they got in there with four a lot. The time, but there were six, seven guys around the line of scrimmage. So, well, yeah, I understand. Uh, they, they, they're they trying to trick you. They, they're trying to make it so you don't know which four are coming. They don't know which ones are coming, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, well, that's yeah, what I thought we would do when we, when we, when, when, uh, Bielema took over. I thought we would have that kind of a defense, and we don't. We know, I, right. pretty much we know who's coming. Well, now, uh, now, the first game now, we, we did do some stuff against Nebraska that, that led me to believe that he's going to be this way, but he's kind of gotten away from that. Uh, but when you play against Illinois' offense, you only really have to worry about 10 yards. Uh, it's just frustrating as all get out. Uh, being a fan, I, man, I'm just getting I'm getting too old to deal with this anymore. It's like, come on, guys. Well, you didn't. I got much time left. I, yeah, I know. I I don't have much time left either, but I don't expect it to be a great yeah. season this year. I didn't. Wasn't expe- I thought it would be competitive, and and for five of the first six games they were competitive, mm-hmm. but in this game well, they were not competitive. And they just well, weren't. When, when I if, at the, and if you think about it, had they won the, if they had they won the Purdue and Maryland games, which they were within reach of winning, they'd be yeah. four and three right now. Well, that's yeah. well, that's another thing. If 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 he goes for and fourth down on both them games, I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to win probably one of them, maybe both. But when you look at the Virginia game. Uh, we scored 14 that day, and the following two weeks, Virginia gave up 59 and 39. Mm-hmm. So, what's that tell you? So, I think Peterson needs to take a little heat. I mean, it's unacceptable for, for the way we're playing offense. I, I, it's unacceptable, but I love Wisconsin's coordinator. Really good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Al. I mentioned uh, Georgia being the number one team. Number one ranking in the Associated Press poll has been in the possession of a few teams over the last six years. All right, this is how many times these teams have been number one. All right, Alabama's been number one 63 times. Clemson, 23. Ohio State, 10. And LSU, 8. The and only LSU ones to all reach. the same year. <laughs> That's right. The only teams to reach number one from 2015 through Saturday. Kentucky so. just killed LSU Saturday. You know Kentucky's undefeated. They're pretty good. <laughs> well, they're pretty good, but I saw the Florida-Kentucky game, and I'll tell you, the crowd of Kentucky won that game. I think uh, Florida jumped like eight times. They couldn't hear the signals. They were jumping all over the place. It really made a difference. I thought that was a basketball school down there at Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, the young man's name you were thinking of was Jack Nungy. Yeah. Is who you were thinking That left. Of. Yeah, that left. Mm-hmm. Because the uh, guys still on the roster this year are guys like Toussaint, um, Keegan Murray, McCaffrey brothers are still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bohannon will be the one of the key guys. Right. And, and I heard uh, in, in talking about it, uh, McCaffrey said that he thought that he would move uh, Bohannon to the two guard uh, for in, in hopes he could as a scorer and that he might not be the point. Uh, but we'll see. He's been a point for them. So yeah, that's the story on Iowa, and I think in the in the rankings, most people for preseason college basketball in the Big Ten, they just had the media day over there, was combination of Purdue, Michigan, and Illinois in the top three. Mm-hmm. And, I think and Iowa was not in the top six or seven. And Wisconsin was about nine or ten, I think. That's right. Wisconsin and Iowa look look like they're in trouble now. 
Wisconsin always comes back and plays better than we think, but uh, last year was a disappointment, and they've had some problems, and they've got a new team this year. I'm, I, I would think that Wisconsin will be uh, in the second, in the bottom half of the league. Well, let us know if you went to the uh, practice on Saturday. Um, I was unable to go. Lauren was unable to go because he was on the air. But if you went and you watched, just give me your impressions. What do you think? Um, everybody has been raving about what they saw, but of course that's a practice. That's one practice. But certainly, uh, it's the first chance for the fans in person to see the team, you know, in the last year. If there was for, anything surprising, it might have been that Luke Goody was uh, was considered to have a, a good practice, and that because the three freshmen are going to have a tough time cracking the the, the rotation because they got eight or nine guys there that are, that are going to play, and uh, everybody seems to like Plummer, although I don't think he's going to start. He'll probably be a, coming off the bench, and of course, uh, I think that Payne will be either starting at four or coming off the bench. I don't know who's going who's gonna to start, but he's gonna, Payne's going to get plenty of playing time. I know that. And so is Plummer. All right. We're going to get a break in here. On the other side, we'll have some news headlines. And then Jason Benetti will join us from ESPN and the White Sox Television Network in a moment. On a penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS at 936. Got some storms on the way apparently uh, this afternoon. We're on our Monday morning quarterback show with Lauren Tate, of course. We've talked Illinois football a little bit, talked about the uh, fact the Big Ten has five teams in the top ten now uh, in the poll. We'll talk about that a little bit. Major League Baseball playoffs, of course, last night. And we got a special guest with us here, uh, Jason Benetti, who handles the play-by-play, of course, for the White Sox TV on NBC uh, sports in Chicago. He's on ESPN. He does college football. He does college basketball. He did some Olympics. He's a man for all seasons. Jason, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Brian, but please keep those storms down there. We don't need them up here today for game four. That's right. Uh, for the Whites, that was quite a comeback last night. It was. It was. During your break, uh, I heard the update, and I thought your update person said, Stocks are on the rebound, but he said stocks are on the rebound. So I'm literally, I'm hearing it everywhere that the stocks are coming back. <laughs> now, as it turns out, you were in uh, Cleveland last night, right, doing the Bulls game. I was. I was in Cleveland. The game started at, the, the Bulls game started at 6 Central. The Sox game started at 7 Central. I figured, well, I'll be on a plane for most of the, for, for the end of it. And then, you know, we'll land and we'll see whether or not there's a game tomorrow. We got on the ground in about the seventh inning. The game <laughs> was so long, and I, I had a notion of getting in an Uber and just going downtown and seeing the first, uh, the, the last couple pitches of the game. But we ended up, uh, we ended up getting in late enough that that wasn't practical. But yeah, it was. It seemed like it was just nuts in there, and I was so excited for Sox fans to get to have a home playoff game, and we'll do it again today. That Sox crowd looked like a college football crowd. They looked like Texas A&M beating, you know, beating uh, Alabama or somebody. I mean, it was amazing. And everybody in black. I mean, everybody's got a black White Sox jersey, huh? That was sensational. Lauren, that is a, that is, I didn't think about it like that, but you're exactly right. That, is a, that was a college football crowd last night. I mean, it was, it was wild. That is a great call. And, you know, I, you don't ever see people – 
rush the field in baseball after a win, but last night would have been the night for it. Hey, they got two outs in an inning, and they stood for the third out. I mean, they were fired up. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But here's the thing I couldn't understand. We're watching the first four innings, and they took all night, those first four innings, and everybody was hitting on both sides, and all of a sudden, the White Sox are, you know, they're out of pitcher, right? Their best two pitchers are got killed. It's six to six. And do you know they never gave up another hit the rest of the game? The last five innings with various pitchers, they they struck out nine and gave up no. I don't. What what caused that game to change all of a sudden? I mean, everybody was hitting and then nobody was no. hitting. Yeah, it was strange. The, that that was the whole goal of the White Sox bullpen this year was to be that unhittable. And it was strange, you know, game two. The Sox gave up some late runs and some people questioned some decisions. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I thought when we got into the postseason, the Sox bullpen was going to be the whole key because they had the highest strikeout rate of any bullpen in Major League Baseball this year. Like, they, they missed baseball bats with the best of them. And so I actually think last night was more like what we would see if the Sox advanced in the postseason because talking to some other hitters across the league this year, they were like, yeah, every every time somebody comes out of the bullpen for you guys, they're throwing smoke. And so I was I was disappointed in game two in the way it happened because I think this bullpen is going to be a strength over the long haul. And, and I hope the Sox get a chance to move on because I, I think they would be huge in seven-game series. Yeah, the short series, we visit with Jason Benetti, does the TV, of course, for the White Sox, NBC Sports in Chicago, and, of course, on ESPN and and elsewhere, these short series, you just never know. I mean, it's it doesn't take much, and your your backs are to the wall in a hurry. And the, let alone the wild card game, right? Yeah. Like if you're <laughs> if you're a fan, you're a fan of the Yankees. You're like, we just did 162 of these, and then Garrett Cole gets shelled in the first couple innings, and now we're done. I mean, there there like I agree. There is there is an issue maybe of fairness there. And then you get into a five-game series and you have a couple off days built into the series. I don't think it's beyond uh, the, the, the scale of what we might see today that Lance Lynn could pitch behind Carlos Rodon. Like, Lynn threw game one, but with the off days built in, you could get him for a couple innings today and then throw Giolito in game number five. So it really does open the options up. I mean, we saw the Astros last night. You got a possible Hall of Famer in Zach Granke. And here he comes wandering out of the bullpen. Yeah, <laughs> giving up really weak hits. <laughs> he pitched good, but he, he just right. had bad luck. Yeah. How about those dribblers he gave? I mean, imagine being a pitcher at that point where you're like, okay, what do I have to do? That's why strikeouts are – that's why Major League Baseball pays so well for strikeout pitchers at this point. That's why they care so much about velocity. And it's changed the game, and it's made it worse for fans in some ways. But – when you, when you can give up dunk hits like that, the only shield is strikeouts. And that's why they value strikeouts so much. Jason, you're around, you're around the team every day, uh, spring training on. Uh, give me what made, and regardless of what happens in this short series, and as we said, anything can happen, but what made this team so special? You saw them every day. I mean, we saw a big comeback last night. What was the characteristic that stood out to you all season? Yeah, that's it. Nobody's really put it like that to me, the, the characteristic with this team. And, and as you said that, my first thought is that there were a lot of fearless guys, and there are a lot of fearless guys. There aren't many people doing things because they're supposed to. 
They're doing things because they feel it in their heart. And Tim Anderson leads that whole charge. He's the kind of guy who he just goes and is him. And I think that follows with a guy like Abreu, who's such a good leader. So I think there's a fearlessness with this team. And that's why I thought when they went down 2 nothing that this team psychologically, like they might get beat by the Astros, but psychologically this is a team that's in really good shape in terms of being fearless that they're not going to get affected by the 2 nothing deficit like some teams do. I'm, I'm sure you guys have been around teams like that where you feel like these guys, maybe even you know, to the point where they're being irrational, they don't fear anything. Mm. That's where the stocks are. Yeah, Jason Benetti with us for a few minutes. All right, the rest of the playoffs, what are you seeing as a, as a baseball guy from, from the, some of the other series? Well, I'm, I'm saying that you've got to read the rule book cover to cover. That's, <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, it's, yeah, isn't that like, something? It's, it's amazing. The, the, the major league, I, Brian, you, you do college football every year. When you go through the college football rule book, it's what, like, it's like 300 pages or something with all the notes from the officials and all that stuff. And you go through the major league baseball rule book, and it's somewhere around like 150 to 200. But some of the arcane rules and like the specifics of rules come into play in these games and we will never forget the rule ever again like that ball that went over the wall at Fenway and the Asmani Grandal running quote unquote out of the baseline that, like that to me that stuff is super interesting like that was a legal play by Grandal because there was no tag so there's no baseline and the 45 foot line hadn't been in effect yet there's just so much that, you know, I wish umpires would explain it to the fans because that would be very helpful. <laughs> but the rest of the playoffs, I think, I think the Giants and Dodgers could easily, like whoever wins that series could easily win the World Series. And I'm not going out on a limb there. But I, I, I also think on the other side, the Brewers and Braves, like it would be a major upset to have one of those teams pick off the, the Dodgers or Giants. And I actually, with the Red Sox, if they win, if they put Tampa Bay away, I think that's a favor to the American League because the Red Sox are a very good team. But the Braves are so much smarter with their bullpen use than just about everybody else. I, I think if the Sox can find a way to, to pick off the Astros two more times and Boston wins, I would make the White Sox a favorite in the, in the ALCS. Jason Benetti with us here as we talk with uh, Jason. Go ahead, Lauren. Well, you saw the basketball uh, last night, and, and the, I know the Bulls are really going to be good. I'm just wondering uh, where is uh, Io going to fit in that uh, Bulls uh, rotation? You know, it's interesting. They, they've got enough guards that I don't know how much playing time he gets off the top, but I, but I will say late in that game, I'm sure you all heard or watched, but Bill, Billy Donovan – Late in the game, used Io to isolate him to get buckets and win the game. Like Io won that game for the Bulls last night, and so I, I just think I, I I think he's the type of guy who's going to force people to use him, whether it's the Bulls this year or the Bulls in the future. I he, he scores so well, and he's he's such an instinctive scorer. You, I'm not telling you something you don't know, but I with Kobe White out at the outset, and we'll see when he comes back, I think there might be a spot to work him in late in games. And, I, you know, I hope for his sake that he does what he's done everywhere and he just shows people that he can score and he belongs in, in somebody's lineup. Well, we certainly saw what he did last night. 
what you saw in Cleveland, we saw over and over and over again. I saw I saw those moves, and I'm like, yeah. yep, I've seen that before. <laughs> you know, his ability to score like that yeah. off the dribble. Well, how good are the Bulls going to be? I mean, this is a playoff team without a doubt, isn't it? I think so. I mean, the the East, we 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 blinked, and the East has suddenly gotten really good, uh, which which is a hard time for the Bulls to have that happen. But you know, the Knicks are going to be better. The Hawks are going to be better. Uh, obviously, the Bucks and some others. But I, I think the Bulls very easily could be a playoff team this year. They're they're playing so much better defense, and the passing in the preseason at least has been much improved too so i i just think they're going to be like billy donovan cares a lot about defense and has never really had a team that's been bad defensively so i i'm i think the bulls are going to be a playoff team this year i i with all the new pieces fitting in together and all that it might be a struggle at some times but i do think that's a playoff team uh, in terms of talent, for sure. Well, you also do college football, uh, Jason. Uh, I know. I think you did Arizona State, Stanford uh, this weekend, and uh, boy, five Big Ten teams in the top ten. I don't know if that's ever happened, but uh, man, what a what a game! What a series of games! Not just in the Big Ten. I'm thinking Iowa, Penn State, but Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama. I mean, wow, crazy weekend. Oh, it was, and it was it was like you have Iowa in the middle of it, and I know Illini fans don't want to hear a lot about Iowa, but here's Kirk Ferentz just pinning people back with punts, you know, coffin cornering his way to an unbeaten start of the season. So I, I, I've not gotten to do much Big Ten yet this year, but I've watched from a distance, and that, that is a heck of a league. It's, it's scary how deep the Big Ten has gotten in terms of the top-flight teams this year, and – I, it, it also, I like carnage in college football because I don't like when it's easy for the committee because Alabama Clemson, I know, is tiresome for all of us from the Midwest. And so I, I love the idea that there's a Cincinnati team out there that's really, really good. I've had them the last couple of years, and Luke Fickle is a whale of a coach. You have Iowa, you have you know Coastal Carolina hanging around at 15, at, uh, undefeated, and so... I, I, I hope that college football's committee, the playoff committee, has some really difficult decisions, and I hope that this is the year that somebody without a pedigree gets unbeaten and in. Yeah, because that's kind of been the impetus for expanding the playoffs, is to get out of this rut we've been in with Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State over and over and over again. That's exactly it. I... I I, they don't think it's a rut because they win all the time and it's fun for them. But I think for everybody else watching college football, it would be nice to get new blood in there. I mean, that's why we love the NCAA basketball tournament, right? I mean, that's that's it. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll just say this. Ohio State, if they win out, they're still going to be there. And if Alabama wins out, they'll have to beat Georgia in a, in a playoff game in the, in the conference They'll be there. I mean, they're not out of it. One loss does not knock them out. I mean, look at it. I mean, here's Alabama's number five right now. They're just sitting on the edge of the top four right now, even with a defeat. Mm. And they've had they had a tough game with Florida, but nevertheless, if they finish, um, we, we haven't we haven't accomplished all we've done is we we created a situation where they could be in trouble, but if they finish strong, they're still going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. At least Ohio State and that's Alabama. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, I, if that's why we need to change it. We need to find a way to eight or something more yep. than that because that, 
it's just not fair for teams like Boise State in the past and Central Florida in the past and Cincinnati now. I just what are those teams supposed to do? They won every game. Yep. They, Cincinnati goes and schedules Notre Dame and they beat Notre Dame. And then suddenly, if Notre Dame loses two or three games, everybody's going to say, "Well, you know, it's not that good of a win." What are you? What, what are you supposed to do? Let's let you know. It's almost like we should say that it's a different division of college football, and mm-hmm. maybe we get there with expansion. But you know, in the NCAA basketball tournament, Hampton wins the MEAC and they play Iowa State, and then they beat Iowa State. You know, and like one of the best teams in basketball gets knocked out by a small school. And there's a reason people watch the NCAA basketball tournament every year. It's because there's a chance that something completely out of the ordinary can happen. Speaking of college basketball, do you know your schedule yet? Any idea where you're going to be? Are we going to cross paths with you at some point this year, I hope? We've, we've got to. I mean, I, I've not gotten my schedule yet. Uh, I imagine I'll be in the Big Ten again. So I, I've got to get down there. It's amazing that, what, a couple of two years ago was my first game in Champaign, like I, I feel like I feel like every third day I'm at the Breslin Center or at Mackey, and it, somehow the the one Illini game I did was that game where Chris Likes had seven thousand points in the first half, and you guys almost came back and won in the second half. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you. any uh, any trip to Maui in your future. I know you've worked some of those games. <laughs> Well, they they moved. I, I wish they yeah. they moved Maui to Vegas this year. Okay. So, uh, you know, if if it's if it's Vegas with Walton, I would just I, obviously I would prep for the games. I would just hope that I made it through the weekend. <laughs> and every time you bring up Vegas, I think do you realize who the coach is at Vegas this year? Kevin Kruger. That's right. Yeah, Lon's son. The That's son right. of Lon. Wow, wow. picking right up where yeah. Lon left off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've worked with a lot of great guys. Walton among them. Uh, what's it like working with him? Um, it's like if you go on a roller coaster and they say, you know, make sure your harness is fully intact. <laughs> and the, the train starts to pull away from the station and you're not buckled in yet. <laughs> and you're like, well, I think at the top of the hill, this will finally be plugged in. And you're, like, scrambling the whole time, and uh, you finally do make it, but barely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do a great job with it, Jason, and we love your work and uh, appreciate all your uh, your time today and uh, rooting for the White Sox today to to get through this and maybe force a fifth game. Four uh, big games today. I might wind up just watching baseball all day. What's yeah, wrong with that? Clear your schedule. Don't do anything else. Just grab (laughs) some ice cream and sit there and watch baseball. That's right. (laughs) Well, Jason, what's your schedule this week? What else you got going on this week? Uh, I am actually I'm off uh, other than White Sox watching. I'm going as a fan today. And then on Saturday, uh, really pretty big game, actually, divisionally in the ACC. We have Pitt, Virginia Tech, and Blackford. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll keep you busy. And uh, thanks again. And I've always admired your career and what you've accomplished. And keep up the great work. Brian, Lauren, thank you very much. Hey, good to have you on. Thank you. That's, uh, of course, uh, Jason Benetti of ESPN, the White Sox television broadcast, and uh, you'll see him a lot on a lot of broadcasts during the course of the uh, fall and winter, football and basketball, and, uh, of course, did the White Sox with uh, Steve Stone all year. 9.54, we're back after this.
Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Mistakes That Will Blow Up Your Estate Plan. Learn why the pandemic increases your need to plan and how recent law changes affect your estate plan. Join Facer Law Office at the I-Hotel and Conference Center. Wednesday, October 13th at 1.30. Reserve your space. Call Facer Law Office at 337-1111. That's 337-1111-958 at DWS. A couple of texts that came in. Somebody says... Uh, Thanks to uh, Coach Bielema for having the players wear the blue jerseys. I'm not a fan of the grays. I'd love the uh, players to wear orange at next year's homecoming. Maybe they will. Uh, the Illini game certainly a dud, but that Texas-Oklahoma game was incredible. It was all gas, no breaks from the very first play of the game. Yep. If you haven't seen the highlights, I recommend you guys give them a look. Kentucky football is off to their best start since Bear Bryant you was bet. the coach at Kentucky. Undefeated. People forget he was the coach there. That's right. Before Alabama. And uh, then some questions about the uh, quarterbacks. We'll get into those on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show here as we go along here today on this Monday. Tomorrow, Mayor Diane Marlin of Urbana will uh, join us. We'll have her on at 9 o'clock tomorrow. Jim Dye at Wednesday. And Reverend Willie Comer at the end of the week on Friday. This is uh, News Talk 1493.9 FM. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. The weather comes first. And... It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, 1010 on News Talk 1400 DWS. Good to have you with us here in this second hour. We talked a little Illini football at the beginning, some college football, some wild games. Yeah, that Texas-Oklahoma game, the A&M-Alabama game, the Iowa-Penn State game, they were all fantastic over the weekend. And that's just to mention a few. But BYU went down to defeat at the hands of Boise State. We've got playoff games. You've got four of them today, wall-to-wall, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Houston at the White Sox, Tampa Bay at Boston, San Francisco at Los Angeles. The uh, White Sox got back in the series. We talked to Jason Benetti a little bit ago from uh, the White Sox TV and ESPN about uh, the White Sox and how they rallied uh, the uh, Bulls preseason a little bit with Io Dosuma. We talked to them about that. You had basketball with an open practice on Saturday. If you went to that, let us know how you felt as you watch the team in action. I'm surprised we haven't heard from somebody on that. Yeah, I, I was uh, thinking. I've, I heard from a bunch of people, and everybody told me how good we were. I, I, did we have any weaknesses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, the, I've seen a couple of former players weigh in, too, and say they're yeah. very impressed with well, the think, shooting ability. I think ability everybody and, thinks we're deeper than we've been, mm-hmm. with more good players. And, you know, uh, when, when guys mentioned to me last night, he said, here's this, the, the really great thing about only basketball is this. They got the best two players at the two key positions. Mm-hmm. Point guard and Point center. Point guard and center. Yep. And they got shooters around them. So if Kofi will learn to pass a little bit out of the post, and if, I know that uh, Scribella is going to be able to pass out of the point guard position, I think you're going to get some get some people open, and, and I think they can hit shots. Yeah, that makes you tough to beat if you're really good at those two spots. Well, that's, and then you got guys that can shoot. Absolutely. And we yeah, got plenty those, of guys that those, can do that. That's the ideal team, and that's what we got. <laughs> well, now, is it ideal? I don't know. I I think it's going to be pretty good. 
Well, I, mean, I, I, I guess he's this is a top ten team in the country without a doubt. And uh, Kofi coming back helped solidify that, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that. But but, uh, I, but the other thing is said, and this doesn't isn't meant to disrespect uh, Georgie, but I think they everybody I've talked to has is convinced that Payne is is will be a better fit for what he's asked to do. Georgie just wasn't very good at the four. I mean, he was a center. With his back to the basket as a freshman, he was pretty good. Once you move him out, Kofi came over, took over, and he wasn't quite the player. Quite the same, yeah. It was not. He was out of position, I thought, mm-hmm. but he no choice. But I think the feeling is that Payne is a better fit there, and now I'm going to get in real trouble with my next statement. You ready? Mm-hmm. The guys I talk to all think Plummer's better than Miller. Oh, wow. Okay. They're both three-point shooters, mm-hmm. but Miller was almost exclusively a three-point shooter, as opposed to be a play, as opposed to being a playmaker, and thing a guy that did more things. Uh, of course, my room, uh, Miller was a freshman, and I'm sure he'll do well at LSU, and there'll be games down there where he'll get 20 plus points, no doubt. But uh, Plummer has already proven himself at Utah. I mean, his mm-hmm. you check his last 10 games at Utah. He was, he was a dominant scorer on that team. Well, he had some amazing scoring games. Yeah, amazing In, in tournament, in a tournament, the Pac-12 yeah. tournament or whatever. I mean, And this wasn't just any old team. I mean, they, they, they lost to USC either, you know, in the last seconds or overtime. I can't remember. It was a really close game. Uh, and USC was pretty good last year. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. The mayor of Urbana on tomorrow with us in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll have Paul Rudy's on the money at 10. Jim Dye in the middle of the week. Willie Comer at the end of the week. And uh, I hear a lot about Austin Hutcherson, too. Oh, yeah. Everybody's yeah. fired up about him. He's just so athletic, and he's a good shooter. He's got a good combination. We'll see. How guys play under pressure is another story. It is. And, and that's exactly what uh, Underwood brought up when he said, you know, until we see Hutcherson do it in front of 15,000 fans, we won't know. There's the old phrase about we'll see what happens when the popcorn is popping. That's right. And there's a that's, little, right. that's a little different uh, deal. Yep. And, the, and, and they probably have to give him a little grace at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season and let him get kind of find his way. And I think he will over time. Uh, as the season goes on. A texter says a rough weekend for the sports betting business. A&M was a 16-point underdog in that game with Alabama. Yeah, played an awful lot of money on <laughs> Alabama, huh? And a question about quarterbacking here. When when will Bielema look to the third-string quarterback to see what he can do? Now. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson is know. who we're talking about. Yeah, I don't um, I don't think if, – if there was an – you know, everybody's talking about the quarterback. I, w- I would hate to see anybody try to play quarterback with the blocking that we got. It was really bad. And and you couldn't run, so you had to pass, so they know you're going to pass, and we couldn't we couldn't keep him out of there. They were all over him, hmm. both of them. And 14 consecutive incompletions. Yeah, that's, you, that's, yeah. that's I, I think that's got to be an all-time. I don't think that's ever happened. 14 in a row. Yeah, usually if you'll even throw a little swing pass, yeah, you'll complete anything. one. Just something you know. to keep it going a little mm-hmm. bit. And again, everybody was, uh, in a, and Brandon Peters got shaken up, so Sitkowski came in, and he had had some good, you know, decent numbers before. And uh, I thought he moved the offense a little bit while he was in there. Well, But um, but again, he misfired on, you know, several passes too, several that were high. So Yeah, well, he missed his first 12. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving, some uh, listener says. That is right. It is Canadian Thanksgiving today on this Columbus Day. By the way, did you get any kind of report on Peters? I did not. I didn't either. I don't know what his injury was or... I don't know his status, and we won't hear today because there's no press conference today right. because they've got an off week. Yeah, and is. by the way, <laughs> the Bielema said that he's going to spend this week working on recruiting because they definitely need to bolster their roster. I, I think he's already out there recruiting yeah. as we speak. So. I bet money that he, he'll find a quarterback somewhere and, and a couple of linemen too. But we'll, we'll have another. You know that rule came in last Wednesday whereby you can add seven – to the 25 scholarships, you can add seven more, and, and those will be transfers, mm. those seven. All right, back to the phones here. Michael is with us. Good morning, Michael. Hey, how you doing, Brian? Good. Lauren, how are you? Great. What you, you got? I don't know if you'll remember this. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I lived next door to you when I was about 10 years old on Galen Drive. <laughs> you, knew, you knew my mother and father, Bob and Bobby, pretty well. Uh-huh. Kind of funny. Yeah. You sound gr- you sound great by the way. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> How's I, your I ears? <laughs> I babysitted your I babysitted your cats, believe it or not. <laughs> well, what you got for us? Uh um so just I wanted to chime in on the basketball thing. I I feel kind of the same way as you do and I'll probably get in trouble for the same the same thing, but I think we'll be better without Io and it's funny that you know to say that. I mean, he's a great player for Illinois and did a lot of great things, but to me it seemed like we deferred to Io at end of games. And so if it's Trent's team this year, which it I guess theoretically will be, and I guess we don't have a proven number four at this point, or at least a an exceptional number four, I just think you're going to have a much more balanced look at the end of games. A lot more if you watched Baylor last year, you know, yeah, they had their stars, but you never really knew where it was going to come from at the end. And I think that's kind of what this team is going to look like this year. I think they're getting undervalued. I love seeing Hunter Dickinson, you know, kind of slam on Illinois fans. That was fantastic because he's going to have a great time when he comes to Champaign. That's not going to be fun for him. Yep. It just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm crazy and just the eternal optimist. But you go back to, I mean. It, all of our great teams had missing parts. I mean, the 89 team really didn't have much height, a lot of athleticism. The 05 team, again, very thin in the middle, which got exposed at, you know, in the championship game. This team, I don't know, they just they seem to have all the potential pieces to be able to play with the exception of a proven you know, natural, like if they had an E.J. Liddell type. Other than that, they seem to have everything. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's pretty good analysis. I think internally, like, Frazier will be a leader on the team. But the two guys they sent to Indy are the two guys that are going to lead the team. You I mean, bet. as far this, as, as on the court, it's Curbelo and This and is Curbelo's team. Yeah. I mean, no team is, you know, I mean, I, I guess you could say that Iowa was, Garza, Garza was the key, well, he was the key player, but uh, centers just don't normally run the team. I mean, the guards run, the, they got the ball. And and this is Corbello's team. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I and I would I would totally agree with you. I just I love having a fifth year Trent Frazier. Oh, sure. I mean, if you think back to when Trent, you know, when he came, I live down in Florida now, so I got to see him play a lot in high school. And 
he was a very good high school player. I just like the idea of having that kind of leadership, and that's saying nothing about DeMonte also. I mean, I just don't think you're going to have this, okay, at the end of the game, the ball's got to be in Io's hands no matter what. It has to be in his hands. I don't think you're going to have that, and that makes you a lot harder to guard, you know, at the end of games. I, I don't know. that. I just think that we will be – I would, it would not surprise me if we're significantly better for a myriad of reasons. Obviously, the motivation behind the, you know, what, like it or not, flop at the end of the year last year. There's just a lot of positives with this team. Yeah, I, th- I think you got a little hint of that when Iowa was out last year. Yeah. I mean, the games they, when they blew out Michigan and the games they won at near the end in the stretch there without him gave you a little hint of what you could have this year, I think. Yeah, I agree. But, Lauren, it's good to talk to you. I'm glad you're doing well. Okay, <laughs> good to hear from you. Well, thank you. Thank you for watching his cats, too. That's <laughs> that's very nice of you. Uh, you know, I, I'm only 60 years uh, old uh, now, so it was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Take care, you guys. Thanks, Bye. Michael. Do you remember the cats? I like it when these old guys call in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Texter says Balchewski is a shell of himself since his injury. Uh, this listener says his pass blocking is not there. I don't know either. I don't know if either quarterback is good enough, but it really doesn't matter with the line underperforming. So I think there's yeah, some I've, of that. I've felt that way for most of the season mm-hmm. about the right tackle position. I don't. I don't think it's a strength. And um, I think uh, as we look back on on the successes, I I brought this up several times. We seem to tend we tended to run to the left, which is over there behind low and. And with Kramer pulling all the time to the left on those on those plays, it really those worked, and we made a lot of yardage against other teams. But these these guys just punked us so bad up front that we never had a chance to even get started. I think somebody called it bully ball, basically. Oh, they, they just, just kind bullied of bullied us. us yeah, on both and sides. that shouldn't there there shouldn't be that much difference between them physically and our team physically. Our guys are old; they've been lifting weights for five years. Come on. Two one seven three five one five three five seven two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number, and I want to remind you if you're a first responder, eighty nine fifty for a tune up, for your furnace or and your air conditioner together, you get two for the price of one if you're a first responder. So reach out to the folks at Castle Home Comfort two one seven three five two twenty eight hundred, and if you're not a first responder, of course they'll continue to serve you, and they've got the. $79 uh, all-time uh, service fee. It doesn't matter. Uh, on-call technicians 24-7. doesn't matter what day of the week it is or uh, what time of the day or night it is. It's all the same price, $79 service free. Locally owned and operated. Been doing this for four decades, and they're experienced in all areas with heating and air conditioning. But again, check out if you're a first responder, eighty nine fifty, the tune-up for your furnace and your air conditioner together. 1023 at DWS. Some more texts have come in. Here's one that says, "Hi, Coach, or Hi, guys. Coach B needs to find another Russell Wilson. <laughs> that would be that. That would be good. That would just be the start. <laughs> yeah, he the turned first out. thing you've got to convince a quarterback to come in here is that you're not, he's not going to get killed when he drops back to pass. You're going to have to do something about the offensive line, man. I'm telling you, we can talk about quarterbacks till the cows come home. Until you learn to block, there's nobody, no good quarterback would want to be here. It's all up front. Oh, man. Uh, defense and offense. That's where it that starts. That was pathetic. 1024, back in a moment.
Back on a penny for your thoughts here. Monday morning quarterback show. We had Jason Benetti on earlier from ESPN. If you missed any of that, you can go to WDWS.com on a podcast. It'll be available later today. 8 o'clock this morning, ESPN writer, college basketball writer, came out with his way too early top 25. Okay. Okay, so here you go. Here's what we have. Gonzaga number one. Kansas two. Whoa. UCLA three. Villanova four. Texas five, okay. Uh, Purdue six, okay. Interesting. Uh, Memphis seven, and this is way too early. This is just you know it's all guesswork at this point. But Michigan eight, mm-hmm. Kentucky nine, Baylor ten, Duke eleven, Oregon twelve, and Illinois thirteen is what he has early. His projected starting lineup is Curbelo, Frazier, Williams, Grandison, and Coburn. That's what he projects. Yeah, well. So we don't, you know, who knows. But who knows? Ar- Arkansas 14, Houston 15, Alabama, followed by North Carolina, Tennessee, Ohio State is 19, Maryland 20, Florida State 21. Well, I'll say this about Memphis and Michigan. They're both on the come. Michigan lost four of their top six players from last year, but they've added tremendous additions. Therefore, we're projecting that they'll be really good with the new people that we haven't seen. You know, and Memphis, of course, has got the top top uh, incoming freshmen. So I I can see where you'd have them up there. But the thing about Illinois is they're so ex- they're so old and so experienced mm-hmm. and deep. Well, yeah, and and deep, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter, uh, you know. Yeah. It, all, the, all the of rankings yeah. don't matter yeah. now. Yeah. And w- w- Illinois got five or six games early that they we're going to see a lot of experimentation. Are they going to try to use any of the freshmen? Are, are they? You know, how is Granderson going to fit? Is he going to start? I I hear he's going to start. Mm-hmm. Okay. Started a few games last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, he started all the way down the at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He started all those games, and and Corbello didn't start any of them. Carbello was coming off the bench and playing more than half the game. Right. So, I think, it, like you said Saturday, I don't think it's going to matter who starts. It's who finishes. Who finishes. It's always going to yeah, be who finishes. Right. So, uh, anyway, I, I I think that we all know that Illinois is going to be good. How good? The other thing that that's I think working for him is that I think that Underwood is going to insist that if you're going to play, you've got to play defense. If somebody is weak defensively. There's only one guy that could that could play that would be not superior defensively, and that's Corbello. Everybody else is going to really have to play great D. And, and Corbello will be okay, but he won't be great defensively, but he'll steal the ball. And, and uh, I think that uh, one, the one thing that Underwood's got across is that he insists on good defense. He's pretty quick. 10.30 at DWS. News headlines coming up here at the bottom of the hour and more phone calls, so callers, hang on. We'll get to you here next. Here's Michael. Hey, we're going to get some rain this afternoon, some uh, severe weather possibly, so keep an eye on that. Uh, stay tuned here to News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM. I wonder if that White Sox game's in danger. I don't know. That's what Jason was hoping it would yeah. stay away yeah, from it, Chicago. Yeah, it's going to be heavy rain here this afternoon, 90% chance. In the afternoon. Uh, Woods Basement Systems can help if you have any leaky basements uh, like I had at one point. Uh, had some water seeping in. Uh, they fixed that for me. They've been doing this for 35 years. That's a strong company. Give them a call, toll-free, 
4333. If you need some work done, if you're having some issues here before winter settles in, cracks in the foundation, etc., trouble in the crawl space, maybe you're just furnishing a downstairs uh, you know, unfinished basement and like to do something with it, they can help with that too. Uh, give them a call, 888-935-4333, or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com and check out all the services they offer. All right, let's go to the phones again on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Monday morning quarterback show. Here's Eric. How you doing, Eric? Hey, good, guys. Good morning. Um, you know, I was, I was going to say, we don't probably need to see Brandon Peters anymore the rest of this season to know that, um, you know, I mean, there's, this is last year anyway, so I think you have to really start looking towards next year. And, and by the way, have you, have you looked at the schedule for next year yet, uh, Lauren O'Brien? Well, I know they we start, start, out? start with Wyoming, and I know that we play the six other teams in our division. What about the other division? Well, well, let's still get to play at Penn State for the third year in a row and at Michigan. I guess we never play Indiana anymore. <laughs> we don't play them until 23. But we start at Wisconsin again. Uh, the, first, the first game of the year, September 3rd, at Big Ten Open at Wisconsin. So uh, if, they, if they go into that game with Sikowski, a quarterback, as their quarterback there, they got to be crazy. <laughs> you, you know, I think you were saying, Lauren, that they're, they're, they have to be looking for a different quarterback because uh, they they don't got one on their roster right now. Obviously, that they can use, they can trust anyway. But uh, I think you you've put it on a couple different times in articles that Beal has got probably the toughest job in the in the Power Five or or one of them anyway. Kansas is equivalent, and uh, some other places you know like that. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough place to win. That's for damn sure. Well, he's really up against it because, you know, the problem is that you lose the fans here so fast because, and I was really disappointed when they when they said that the turnout uh, Saturday for homecoming was 40,000 even, just barely over 40, 40 and a few hundred. And, I mean, I was over at Purdue. I saw 52,000 people there for an average Purdue team. And, you know, and, and I see what's going on at Iowa and, and, and all around the Big Ten. I'm really discouraged about how do you get these fans back? And it's going, to, it's going to take winning, and it's going to take forever to do it. I mean, and, and you're going to have to find players without the fans. That's that's what you got to do. We won't have forty thousand again this year. Tough. Yeah. Well, I saw a uh, I saw I, I saw a tweet from uh, one of the one of the recruits who was in football was visiting this weekend, and he was like, "What a great atmosphere! Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Thanks for the experience." Mm-hmm. I so that. I mean, you know, I mean, the and the atmosphere outside the stadium was unbelievably good. Mm. I mean, the tailgating—if you, Terrific. I mean, it, we can see it from up high going to the west. Everything it was, was great until they kicked off. Right. I mean, the weather <laughs> was great. The, the the tailgating was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, the student section was full. I yes, mean, it sir. was uh, the band was great. It was a lot of great stuff around it, but the game itself just never materialized. No, it didn't. And, yeah, I was. I was I was gonna. I've seen a lot of bad Illinois teams over the years. Like I was, I actually worked on the field back in '97, which was supposed to be their worst team ever, maybe. And the offense then was a lot better than this offense. I'll tell you that. There's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, one other thing, uh, you know, the Iowa game this weekend. They should put an asterisk by that game because they weren't winning that game if Penn State's quarterback didn't get hurt in the second quarter. They were getting dominated, 17 to three, at that point, you know, 14 to three. And I, everybody I says that, but I just know Iowa is always there at the end. They're always tough to beat at the end. I know you're right. I mean, everybody's saying what you're saying, yeah. but I'm not going to take anything away from Iowa's it, victory. It, do you know what they would be against Alabama, number two team in the country against Alabama? They'd be a three-touchdown underdog, minimum. Well, I don't <laughs> get blown away. Well, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. We'll, well see. They, yeah. 
They don't allow more than 20 points very often. Nope. I mean, it's always between 20 and 24, and, they, and they're always around. I mean, they, <laughs> and that's why they're frustrating oh, the players. I sure <laughs> wish <laughs> Illinois was Iowa. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were all over the field I Saturday. I wish Illinois was even a fraction as good as Iowa. Anyway, all right. Have a good show, guys. Thanks Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. The transfer portal does help. You can get a little shortcut there, obviously. Uh, you know, we saw him at Bebe come in and make yeah, a difference. And, you and know, I was going to bring this up to you mm-hmm. because we brought in two special, special players. Uh, we brought in uh, uh, Perry uh, from South Carolina State. He was, he's playing defensive tackle. And we brought the two offensive linemen, Badovinak from mm-hmm. Colgate and Blake Gerasati. And those guys were starting earlier this season. They didn't play. Uh, they weren't in the lineup. We had uh, Pearl from Danville and Pilstrom were the guards in this game. So that's two uh, fifth-year seniors or veteran seniors that, that, that aren't contributing what I thought. And that leaves Polshevsky, Kramer, and Lowe in the, in the, in the line, all of them ex, you know, super seniors. And they're not playing. As, I, I think Kramer's playing pretty well at center, but I don't. I don't mm-hmm. see much on, uh, out of Pelshevsky on that right side. Something's wrong when you when uh, when you get dominated that badly up front. And the bottom line is they're two and five going into the bye week, obviously, yeah. and Penn State's in two weeks, and you got Iowa looming out there as well. Uh, games at Minnesota still left. Northwestern here. Rutgers. Rutgers is here, of course, at the end of the month. I, you just keep thinking, you know, and obviously they lost the games. We all know that, but how close they were with UTSA. Mm-hmm. How they had the Maryland Purdue games almost won. Mm-hmm. Where would what would we be thinking as a fan base if we were four and three or five and two? Well, instead of and that, and but and the bottom line is we're not. So it doesn't matter. You, but no matter what we say, the people that saw this Saturday, the people that witnessed it, we can't convince them of anything positive. Right. They're, they're, oh, you're right. That's, that's hard. That's the tough part. I mean, I, it is I, what it is, as yeah. they say. And uh, that's I know I think. I think Coach Bielman knows he's you know got a rebuild in in work in progress here, and some of the deficiencies that I know he wants to correct, he's got to go recruit to and fix, and they were exposed a little bit, yeah, especially up front, yeah, you know, in this game. Ten forty one, a break. Back with more here. We got some more texts and emails to get to. Phone calls, welcome as well. Here on a penny for your thoughts. Monday morning quarterback show on DWS. Ten forty four. On this overcast, uh, what do you say, 100% rain in Chicago, they say At 3 today? o'clock, 100%, and at 4 o'clock, 100%. Oh so is that a 2 o'clock game? I or? think it's 2 or 3. I can't remember yeah, well, it's central or it's eastern. It's an afternoon but, game, and mm-hmm. they're going to be right in the middle. I hope they can get it played, but I, it's, Chicago's a big area, and sometimes it'll rain in one area, not in another area. It is big. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt. So we'll see. Uh, again, the Bears won yesterday. When people saw that. They won in Las Vegas. Justin Fields, his first career touchdown pass. The Bears' defense was stellar in a 20-9 win over the Raiders, who have now lost two in a row. So a good win for the Bears. They defense, settle in. Defensively, they were really good in that mm-hmm. game. They held them, held them down. And Lauren was watching the Packer game where Mason Crosby went from goat to hero. He really did. He missed three, three, three straight missed, field goals. Three, he missed three in a row, and the other guy missed two. So they missed five consecutive field goals all at, all at the end of the game. And it's he, amazing. He hit the one that mattered, though, at the end in overtime. Yeah. 26, yeah. Uh, 25-22 was the final. Tom Brady threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. Buccaneers beat the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills, in a game delayed by lightning, our friend Mike Hale was out at this game, 
Yeah, the Bills it? beat the Chiefs 38-20. What's going on with the Chiefs? I don't think their defense is very good. Must not. I mean, because that's... 38 points is too many. Yeah. Mahomes uh, threw for 272 and lost. Dak Prescott, three touchdowns for Dallas. They beat the uh, Giants. Arizona's 5-0. and Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray, 22 of uh, 31 for 239. Um, the Chargers beat the Browns, 47-42 in a wild game. Falcons won in London uh, in their game. That's an eight thirty game. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I can't. I, I watched it. Did you? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, what else? What else was there to watch at eight thirty? <laughs> George Stephanopoulos. That's about it. Jameis Winston on a connected on a hail mary before halftime, and the Saints went on to beat Washington, thirty three twenty two. The Vikings beat the winless Lions nineteen to seventeen on a fifty four yard field goal. Uh, the Jaguars have lost twenty in a row. Got beat by Derrick Henry, ran for 130 in the Tennessee win. What did they do next? Yeah, what does Urban Meyer do? I don't know what they do. What does Khan do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're just, <laughs> they're just out of luck. And uh, Nick Folk with a 21-yard field goal, 15 seconds left. Patriots win over the Houston, Texas, 25-22 was the uh, final there. Levy's so. defense played a little better in that game than mm-hmm. they did the previous week, but they still lost. He's the defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. as it turns out. Again, the playoff games today, you've got the polls out in college football, preseason, really early preseason in basketball. Uh, Texter mentioned, uh, good morning, the top college incoming freshman is a Zag. His name is Chet Holmgren. Yeah, that's correct. So that's why a lot of people are 6'11", out of Minnesota, by the way. And Tom in Bloomington says, since the offensive line has been disappointing in protecting the quarterback, uh, do you think it was a mistake moving both mobile quarterbacks like Williams and Deuce Span to receiver? That's a good question now because we can't – I mean, anything would be better, right? I mean, I I don't know. I, don't I know thought about that much earlier, but until I saw <laughs> William throw that one pass, you know, where, where he had uh, – he had uh, – Peters. Peters wide open on the right sideline, and he just threw it so badly. They evidently can't well, – and, and even last week, Bielema brought up the point that in a summer camp – of of a lot of candidates that that Peters was involved in, they they said he had the the second best pro style arm. arm. They loved his arm. They love his arm, and I think he's affected. I mean, they're definitely affected by the fact that he's got a better arm than Sitkowski and and anybody else on the team, and that's why he's the starting quarterback more than any other reason. It's not his leadership because he's never been that type of guy, and he's. He hasn't run the ball. Two years ago, when Illinois beat Wisconsin, when Illinois had some games that uh, that he was particularly effective, uh, of course he had Matter Bebe catching the ball, which was huge because he made some big plays down the field and he beat people to the ball. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's something really bad missing from his game. He just He isn't running at all. Maybe he can't. Maybe, maybe, and maybe the opportunity's not there, but but it's a it's a combination of poor passing and and uh, poor. Uh, well, as the coach said, the receivers aren't getting open the way they should. The line's not blocking the way he should, and the quarterback's not throwing the way he should. So that that's a mm-hmm. perfect combination of what yeah. you say. They rank one nineteenth out of one thirty. That, that was before last week. Yeah, I think so. They'll be below that this yeah. week. Well, and I think you know, it'd be interesting to see what. The coaching staff does for the game at Penn State. I mean, what are you going to start 
what do you do? And that's going to be interesting no, to watch. I, I'm a little bit disappointed that Isaiah hasn't been able to break some plays, too, uh, as a wide receiver. I, when he was a quarterback, he was a, he was a darter. He was really hard to bring down. It seems like that all, all we're getting out of him is, is a short catch and, and tackle. And, and I haven't seen him break anything. Have you? And, and I, no, not, not a big play. And, and I, <clears throat> I, I expected that he would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know that he'd be that, – that, I'm not saying it was the wrong thing that, to move him from quarterback, but it's too late now. Yeah, well, they got a week or two here to, to work on it. 10.50, let's uh, hear from Brent Musburger and the guys in the desert. Here's our man Brent. On a penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS, men's and women's basketball on the horizon. Soccer continues their season, of course. Volleyball uh, had a five-set loss to Purdue and then a loss at Wisconsin. Two really good teams, of course. It was back-to-back. Yeah, that, 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 uh, that turn, that, that last game uh, with Wisconsin, they won the first set. And then twenty-five to nine, twenty-five to fifteen. Woo! Yeah, turned turn in a hurry. So that was up in Madison, and they're back home against uh, Iowa on Wednesday night uh, in town here at Huff Hall as their season continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question: If you need some work done on your vehicle, where do you go? Well, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair is the answer. Uh, they've been in this business a long time, approaching I think thirty thousand vehicles here. Don't know when they're going to hit that number, but uh, I assume they're pretty close. And uh, Dave and Bill, they know the collision repair business inside and out. They will uh, take the stress out of if you've had an accident and you're already kind of discombobulated anyway, they'll help you relax. They'll take the keys. They'll, we'll take care of it. We'll talk to the insurance. We'll deal with it. Uh, they'll help you get uh, your vehicle back to the factory safety specifications and just kind of relieve the stress of all of that so you can go on with your life. And obviously it's uh, kind of a jarring situation when it happens, but they help make it less jarring, if you will. The south side of I-74, go to gallomiller.com for all your collision repair or vehicle painting or whatever you need in that area. Uh, news from Saturday, a texter says, the Gonzaga Bulldogs will not have Mark Few for the team's first regular season game. He was suspended Saturday after he was pulled over by police, received a DUI charge back in September. Yeah, that's quite a while ago, but yeah. he's paying the price. Yep. He made a nice Sus- statement. I mean, you know. Suspended until November 13th. Uh, Texas I imagine says, they'll be able to get by one game without him. I think so, yeah. Uh, Brian, good discussion this morning. An issue about attracting fans must include the sad conditions of the East stands. This is the image always shown on TV and makes the low attendance appear worse. Uh, bad amenities won't attract fans, but you're right, winning does make a difference. And Josh has talked about needing to upgrade the East, Absolutely. The east side. I mean, that's been a... It, it, on, in his sights. I think that's maybe the next thing on their agenda. Mm-hmm. That the and, the, and the horseshoe. Or the horseshoe. I don't yeah. know which. But maybe they want to do both. I mean, I know they want to do both, but can they <laughs> Can they go into debt again? I mean, right. there's so many. They've done so much already. And part of it, I think the listener's talking about, is the optics. Because the cameras are on the west side. We're mm-hmm. on the west side. Yep. You're, you're, you're at the press box. Yeah. And... Um, you know, so what you see is when that gets sparse, then that's what everybody sees on national TV. Yeah, on that upper south yeah. side, they're not even selling. In the upper deck, there's on nobody the far up there. South side. Yeah. So that's so yeah, but it's just the. By the way, you know, Wisconsin didn't quite have their normal turnout. They had some. They had a nice little group of fans, but this wasn't a typical invasion by the red hordes that right. we've seen in the past. Right? There wasn't a big group of them. No. No. 
And they were down, too, after being one and three, uh, yeah, just they, reading the yeah. talking to Mike Lucas and reading the the papers up there. Uh, Howard jumps in here with us near the end. How you doing, Howard? Good. How are you guys today? Good. Uh, the other afternoon, Lauren, on Big Ten Network, Dave Refson had a interview with Juwan Howard. Refson was just beside himself. He was just gushing. That he, he was talking to Juwan and Hunter Dickinson and Eli Brooks, I think, and they kept flashing that they got the number two rated recruiting class. Who did they bring in that makes them number two? Oh, man, you're going to ask me the names, and I can't tell you, but they brought in really top players, and they got a really good transfer. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm trying to stay with football right now, but but uh, Michigan is loaded. They're well, just going to be young, and they're going to be new. We, would you say we're loaded, too? Yes, absolutely. Illinois is definitely loaded. Every time they think that they're just the best thing since sliced bread up there, but well, I like to remember that game where we just went up there and just waxed them. Just I mean, put a beating on them, and they didn't even know what hit them. They didn't know what hit them. Seventy-six, fifty-three last year. That was unbelievable. Yeah, that really Without was. Io. They don't bring that up though. They they, they won't. Talk about well, I wouldn't like bring that. up the Missouri game either, so, you know. But the, <laughs> I wouldn't bring up the Loyola yeah. game. I mean, everybody but, has yeah, their bad game. Michigan is going to be really good this year, just yeah. and for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah that, you're exactly right, Lauren. Yeah. But we're going to be just as good, and I think we can beat them. I think that we got an edge at center. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, that, oh, I think so, too. That place will be rocking when, when they come in here. Yeah. The only trouble with that center position is guys get in foul trouble. You can never be sure going into a game how they're going to call those center plays because you, centers often get in foul trouble. That's why you take a guy out at the first five minutes or so just to make sure he doesn't fall behind in the fouls. Lauren, how's Payne looking workouts? Is he pretty? I don't know. I haven't seen a single workout. <laughs> they, we're, here, we're hearing good things. It ain't allowed. <laughs> we're hearing good things. I guess him and Kofi probably play at the same time maybe. Some. Mm-hmm. That'd be a pretty tough group to try to get a rebound from. I don't think it'll be extended minutes. I think it'll be short minutes when they both play together, and then one of them will come out, and the other guy will move Go to center. In. Kind of like we did with Georgie, I think. Yeah. Sure, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. that's okay. all I got, guys. It'd Thank be the you. same, except I Thank think you. we got a more active player there. A guy and, that maybe plays that can play the four. Yeah. Uh, Georgie played it, and he did yeah. his best, and yeah. certainly, but it, with his back to the basket, he was even more effective, I think. All right, 10.59, that's it, Lauren. That's all we have. We've run out of material. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thank you for uh, being with us. Appreciate it. Back next Monday, of course, with more. No coaches show this week. No press conference today. The football team off. Basketball less than a couple weeks away. Back tomorrow with Mayor Diane Marlin. And on the money, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.